my boyfriend's gonna pummel your ass. Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, parladies. <laughs> Well, leave it up leave it up to you to come up with some you know random accent to do it oh for sure all day every day <laughs> yes um welcome back to another week of women can't parlay uh i'm your girl jess this be rainy <laughs> um guys you have three days to get me a birthday present three count them one two three <laughs> Your present, your present is my presence. <laughs> yes, Rainy is coming to visit me. And um, God knows what shit we're going to get into. Hopefully, we don't get drunk and decide to record another episode like we did the last um, time. But we know what, guys, we're not going to put it past us. I know. I was actually going to ask shall I pack this old ball and chain up and bring it or no? No, you don't have to do that because I okay. have the. Oh yeah, the extra. I have, uh, I have the other equipment here. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be fine. We'll be fine God. if we decide to record something. I yeah, may I have like... it set up just in case. <laughs> Prepare yourselves, guys. Yes. God knows what the fuck we will do and what you will gain from that. But it's <laughs> true. I will be seeing Rainy this weekend in person. In person, bitches. <clears throat> we also. We also made a rather large purchase this week and we have solidified one of the games that we will be attending and we will be in New Orleans for Cowboys Saints. What is that? December 2nd or something like that. It's a Thursday night night game. So that will be two trips that I will be taking to New Orleans in three months. So good lucky. I consider you lucky. I'm like my favorite team in one of my favorite cities. I'm like, I know the second I saw that we were playing in New Orleans, like when the schedule first came out, I was like, fuck, we gotta figure out how to go to that game. Yeah. And here we are. It's booked. It's official. We're going. Soups of fish. I'm pumped. I know. I I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, maybe we should, maybe we should attempt our, so wait, what am I trying to say? Maybe we should attempt to film ourselves doing the milk crate challenge this weekend. And then we'll really go viral because God knows, have you not seen the milk crate challenge? I'm here to tell you that if you looked at my phone that says your screen time has gone up or down, mine literally is like congratulating me every five seconds. Cause it's like, <laughs> your screen time has gone down 250% from oh. last week. That does not speak well for me because I didn't even know it congratulated you if it went down. So that's <laughs> well, not good. I don't know that it does. I just take it as a congratulations. Um, um, what is it? I'm so, I'm so stupid. I'm joking. We're not actually going to do this, but it's like like a milk crate. They It's like seven of them stacked on top of each other mm-hmm. and then like steps down. So like stack of six, two stacks of five, two stacks of four. And it builds like, you know, a staircase up and then a staircase down. And the challenge is to like get all the way up and get all the way down. And like the videos of it are fucking hilarious because everybody pretty much just like kills themselves trying to do this. Um, And it's all over. It's like the latest viral thing. Oh, I would never, I can't get drunk enough to do something like that. Like, well, no, me either. The more drunk I get, the more like sound of knock on wood, because God knows what's going to happen Friday. But Typically, like you would think I'd get crazier. And I think in my younger days, I probably would. But that sounds awful to me. I'm like, that would put me out for like six months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd probably break my fucking spine in half or something or my skull. Absolutely. My my, like everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joke, joke. We're not going to do that. No, we can encourage other people to do it though, for sure. We'll just, my nephew could probably we'll just put together a milk crate challenge behind cool. my apartment okay. and we'll sit on the balcony and drink all day and watch people fucking try to accomplish it. That's an excellent idea, actually. So <laughs> love that idea. Challenge love accepted. That. 
Because God knows my apartment complex sucks and ain't nobody going to come shut it down in any time. <laughs> this is a great idea. We're going to having to work. It would never happen. No. God. Okay. Um, anything else before we get into it? I have like no things. Um, nothing. I have nothing on my mind except getting through this and getting through tomorrow so Same. I can start getting drunk. And then being drunk all weekend. Same. I will just say my first comment before watching Hard Knocks yesterday, I just started kind of uncontrollably laughing and was like, how (laughs) as many people, as many people are watching this right now, there are at least that many, if not so many more that are so pissed that the Dallas Cowboys are fucking Hard Knocks this year. I know. It's so true. Like, (laughs) I've people have sought me out just to tell me how pissed they are. And I'm like, sorry, question mark. Sorry. I don't don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, it was just kind of funny. Uh, That actually reminds me. So the last episode is when we had that field of dreams debacle. Um, So second apologies to everyone, including Kevin Costner (laughs) on that. But I did have a funny a funny from my mom that I was oh, going to yes. read. She must have listened to both episodes like the same day, back to oh, back. Poor, poor thing. So she texted me and said, FYI, never seen the field of dreams. And I was like, oh shit, really? And she's like, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, what the fuck? How have I seen it then? She's like, I don't know, probably with your dad. And I was like, and then she, and then a little bit later, she's like, y'all are a fucking mess. And I was like, yeah, we are. And then she goes, hand in face or <laughs> What is this face palm palm emoji? A ball sack about to croak? Really? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, sorry. She's just like, can't with any of this. So my mother is loving it. She's she's new to podcasts though. So I wouldn't take it too, too much to heart. Well, I hate, I hate it for her that we're the ones that are popping her podcast here. No shit. (laughs) But also, plenty, of, uh, plenty of other things she'd actually want to listen to other than us. Yeah. Uh, and also, P.S. Girl, I'm free to watch Feel the Dreams with your Feel the Dreams. Is that what it's even called? Feel the Dreams. What is wrong uh, with everyone? I don't yes. know, but I'm I'm down to watch it with you, sis. So, oh, so yeah. it sounds like we're going to get drunk on Friday, come back to my apartment and podcast ourselves live watching Gotta Kick It Up and okay. Feel the Dreams. <laughs> That's and if you don't fun. know what our gotta kick it up reference is from, then that means you have not watched or fuck, you Listen. haven't listened to our hard knocks episode for the recap of episode three. So go do that right after this. Thanks. Yeah. So you so you get us. Thanks. Buddy. Yeah. Good God. Um, that would be something <laughs> if we did that. And who knows? We probably will. Fuck. Okay. All right. We're let's get a lot into of things it. In the universe right now. Yes. Let's let's get in. Let's move along. Um Little League World Series. First so off, about that. Yeah, keep going. Oh, wait, what'd you say? No, 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 go. Um, first off, shout out to Ella Bruning. She mm-hmm. is the 20th female player to ever play in the Little League World Series and now is the seventh, I believe, to record an actual hit. Super badass. She's a pitcher, catcher, hitter. Texas girl. Yeah. She's our girl. Like, She's fucking awesome. love it. Yeah. One of love our, it. um, love it. Love it. So one of our ki- friends, well, I don't really know her that well. Um, but someone we know her kid is also on that team. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we kept Very trying cool. to watch it. And then I guess Sunday we had it recorded, but there was like a weather delay. Oh. So we essentially recorded like this whole other game. So I'm like, I don't actually care about that much about yeah. Little League, except for the Texas team. Um, this will be like a random personal story, but I remember like my first ever interactions with the Little League World Series. We were on a vacation. I think like as a family, I was probably like in seventh grade, and we went to we went to not Florida. We went to like South Padre Island, and it was like raining really bad outside, so we like didn't go. We weren't going anywhere. Or maybe it was like that night or something. And we were already back from our festivities for the day. And we were watching the Little League World Series. And it was like the most intense thing. 
like yeah. one of the most intense sporting events I had ever watched up to that point, I guess. And it was just like, this is fucking cool. This is fucking awesome. Um, you know, I actually probably was saying that in the seventh grade. Um, yeah, definitely. but it's just like one of those weird memories that I have. Cause I have like weird elephant brain. Um, uh, but I don't really watch it like regularly or like every year or anything, but it is one of those things where, it sounds non-appealing from the outside, but it's really, really awesome when you actually watch it. You know, I was going to say um, part of the game, we or I, maybe it was just on the new, I don't know. It was like, um, oh, I think we were just waiting for something to come on. So one of the games was just playing on the TV and this kid had just like run to first base and it was like, pretty much a tie and it was so they were like debating on if he's going to be safe or out two random teams they couldn't even tell you and just sitting there watching that game for like 15 minutes I really was like incredibly impressed with these kids because they are kids and they're like I have to give a shout out I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this I'm not sure but I'm uh, gonna guess probably not. I don't even know who you're about to say, but well, you know him very well. It's Michael Bradford. Oh, and Mikey. So the reason I bring yeah, he him up, listen. <laughs> the reason I bring him up though is because like he's always been so sports minded and like to the nth degree to where he actually understands sports, like his entire life, like since we were kids. So my mom used to always tell the story of when we were in T-ball, and my sister and I are like on the pitcher's mound or like in the outfield, like picking flowers or some shit. (laughs) And she's like, you two were like doing cartwheels and shit. And like both on the pitcher's mound, because we wouldn't play separate positions. And so they just put us both there because it's T-ball. And then Mikey was like, somebody hit the ball and he's like screaming, like trying to make double plays and doing all this shit. She was like, it was so fun watching him. She was like, I really didn't go to the games to watch y'all. I went to watch him because it's so cool. But that's what it reminded me of, like watching this little league. Like these guys are children. Yeah. These kids are children. And they're like, you could tell in their faces. They were just like, oh, yeah. anyway, it was cool. It was very yeah. cool. I love that. I love that story. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so there actually is like a whole situation as to why I even brought this up and put it as a topic other than yeah. just. We're trying to cover sports here. Um, but, you know, obviously the series is still going on. I think we will jointly support Texas. So like go Texas, but um, the Twitter sphere was in an uproar this week regarding, how do I want to say this? Um, so let me just say, okay. So here's what happened that got Twitter in a Tizzy. fucking uproar. So I don't know who the team was. I don't, I don't remember who or what happened. And I think there's actually like multiple incidents of this. Like, it's just like the general what's happening in sports right now. So these kids who obviously are competing at a very intense and like whatever level, whether you agree with it or not, like I'm, I don't, I'm not here to like have that argument, but this kid goes up, hits a fucking bomb out out like out of the off why can't i fucking talk <laughs> it's an if over the did, fence. it wouldn't be us sis. yeah okay. i know this wouldn't be our podcast if we spoke properly or fucking no. whatever um hits it over the fence like probably bats in like rbis like a couple people i don't even know and as he's like rounding the fucking bases he's getting high fives from like the other team like the pitcher himself even runs to home plate to like give him like nucks and is like good job. Okay. So what are your thoughts on this level of like what do we call that? Like sportsmanship, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But wait, that's what the tizzy was about? Yes, yes. Like so, people agreeing with it and people disagreeing with it? Pe- like people are like cuz I, I mean, feel like it's, it's split. It's split. Right. Well, the way it sounds to me is very familiar to the conversation of participation trophies. Yeah. Trophies. Yeah. yeah. Where, cause to me, like who cares? Like in a basketball game, sometimes I'll be like, well, that was a good shot, but it's more of like, fuck you. Now I'm going to, you're more like, fuck, I got to get back on or I got to like, yeah, I got to do something. I can't let that happen again. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily hate it, but what I don't like is if they were forced to do it. 
I have no idea if they're forced to do it. It doesn't seem like they're forced to do it. There is a courtesy and like a courteous way to go about sports and not being a sore loser and not like freaking out. And like, there are certain levels that you just don't cross. And I get that. And we want to be respectful to each other as opponents and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. However, if you are in a competitive game, which, which this isn't T-ball, that's the thing is like, no, it's yes, little league get, world series bullshit. Like, yeah, I get it's little sure. league, but this shit is intense and it has been intense since I yeah. was in seventh grade to end before that. So like, and the money that these parents are probably shelling out for this shit and all of that combined, like, I yeah. think, I think we've crossed a line of two we've gone the pendulum has swung too far in this direction if i'm a pitcher and a kid just rocks a hit out of the ballpark i'm pissed what happened to like that level of competition no for sure and i mean i get i get it on one hand of like these are still kids so like teaching a certain way is important because they're being molded but Yeah, no, I totally agree. I personally would not want to do that. And if my like coach or my league or whatever asked us to do that, like we, there would be a problem. Um, Like that's what the handshake line is for after the game. For sure. That's, that's completely acceptable. Something that's been happening for decades. That's what it's for. The game's over. You either won or you lost. You fucking shake the hands in the middle. That's when you can give people props for like whatever they did. No, it's bizarre. I don't, again, I feel like it is something that like the team decided to do or the teams together decided to do. I feel like it's just like this. I haven't watched the entirety of the Little League World Series, but it just sounds like this is like a norm now. Yeah. Like sports need emotions. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Like these kids are obviously so passionate that they're at this level and doing what they're doing. Yeah. That passion should continue on throughout the entire game. And you should not be happy for somebody for hitting a home run off of you. You should be like, oh. fuck, I'm in trouble. I have to fix whatever I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, you should not even be worried about having to go give a kid a high five. Yeah. How do I fix, how do I fix yeah. my game? So the next hit batter doesn't knock my shit out of the park. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, big contentious topic right now on the on the old twitter we are I don't know, probably a bad example to talk about because it is children but mm, no um, i don't think so but i, I think, think that's, that's where, where that's where it starts and like yeah. this is like is this the product of the whole like participation trophies era like is this where is this the like yeah, it's like trickling down yeah to, is this where it's like that. evolving where you have to congrat oh you just hit a three-pointer in my eye high five exactly see? i don't know but anyway yeah. Um, next wanted to give a WNBA update. Um, hit me. Haven't talked about them. They, you know, had the Olympic break coming off the trade deadline, (laughs) coming off of their trade deadline last week. And they are now entering into their final month of regular season play, which will end, I think, September 19th ish. Um, playoffs will kick off September 23rd. Um, and the finals will be like sometime in mid-October. Uh, the Connecticut Sun and Seattle Storm have already clinched a playoff spot. And those two teams actually participated in what has been coined as the Commissioner's Cup. That was held earlier this month. It was a new initiative for the year 2021. And it's sort of like a, a competition within the competition kind of thing, like a game within a game Um it was just a new thing that they did this year. And basically there was like 10 games that were selected for each team throughout the, the regular season that counted towards this cup race. Mm-hmm. And based on your record from those specific 10 games, the top two teams got to play each other in this game, the commissioner's cup game. Um, and the Seattle storm handily defeated the, mm-hmm. the um, Connecticut sun 79 to 57, which was led mainly by Brianna Stewart. And they took home what was a $500,000 prize from winning that cup. So 
cool. Kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if that's going to continue every year or if that was just because of their 25th anniversary this year. I'm really not sure. Um, but just thought it was like a kind of a interesting thing that we didn't talk about a couple weeks ago. So that's what's going on there. We'll continue to kind of keep up with their season and who makes the playoffs and their actual finals and all that in the next um, month or two as it, as it plays out. Um, Moving on to college football. We have uh, another alliance forming. It sounds like this shit <laughs> um, is wild. the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 are now supposedly in talks of forming an alliance. Um, which really, you know, we kind of covered a lot um, when we 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 covered a lot of this when we heard the news of the SEC <laughs> taking on Oklahoma and Texas. Um, a few weeks ago. So this is kind of the response and it's not necessarily a surprising response. It's just interesting that it came so quickly and them forming this alliance. And then again, as predicted, we're kind of now it's just what's going to happen with the big 12, right. Is like the big question. So, right. Well, and kind of like a dunce hat question here or just thought is, Obviously, none of this is taking place until like 2025 or four or something like that, right? Or three, uh, 2025 three. was the year for the SEC, SEC. change. Okay. Yeah. So then it's like, that's a long time from now. So, uh, I mean, that's not going to change the competitive nature of these teams, but it's also kind of like, that's yeah. weird. It just kind of adds a weird element of like, okay, do we have five years left in this league or four years. So like, do we go hard in the paint and try and win as many as we can, or do we not give a shit anymore? <laughs> Obviously that's not the case, but it's just kind right. of a weird dynamic that like adds to. Yeah. I mean, I think there could be some of that, like uh, sentimentally, like even with players and stuff specifically who are like in a conference that they think may no longer be after yeah. the fact, yeah. especially if they're at risk, you know, these, I think, I think specifically some of these teams that are remaining in the big 12 that don't know where their fate lies. Like no. that could be hard to cope with in the sense that you're like, wow, like next year is this team even going to be like in a relevant space yeah. and stuff like that, but they're not next year, but like within the coming years or whatever. So I think there's some validity to like, you know, but you know, to like that mental space, but I think at the end of the day, if in my mind, this is only going to enhance some of these like current conference rivals. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, especially like with Oklahoma and Texas yeah. um, and anyone else in the, in the, in the big 12 is going to be like mad and want to prove that they have, they, oh. they have something to prove specifically there. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's really where most of this goes from here. Right. Is yeah. where, how are they going to deal with like, where are those other teams going to go? Cause like in my mind, it almost is like, this is a, this is a move for college football to almost become the fucking NFL. Right. Like we already have money now involved, like with the players themselves. So now we're breaking into what looks like two super conferences. So like we've got the sec taking on texas and oklahoma and i'm certain a few others that they will try and pluck from mm-hmm. you know at this point maybe just the big 12 but and then you've got big 10 acc pac 12 who are also going to form supposedly they have this unwritten agreement that they're not going to pluck teams within each other but it doesn't right. mean that they can't from what's left of the big 12 so i don't know to me it almost looks like it's going to divide a little bit there into like yeah. these two big conferences which is like what we see in the nfl right um but it's a little bit different and then in that you have so many other schools that you're talking about looking at i mean in this it may just be that in the power five but i don't know how that will work with the rankings and who actually gets to compete and we've talked about this in great depth too in our prior podcast of like what this means for schools that are like never good enough to really beat the Alabamas, but like they have a really good year and go yeah. undefeated and it sucks when they don't really get to participate, you know, like the Cincinnati's or the, 
Yeah. Um, Coastal Carolina was a great example this past season. You know, those yeah. are the teams that I have a soft spot in my heart for and want to continue to keep in mind when we have these discussions of like, where is this going? You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but obviously money rules the roost. So that's that probably true. what's driving most of this. I know it's also going to get complicated within like same conference games that have already been like negotiated. Their TV contracts are, you know, through probably 2030, whatever. And the games are already scheduled and booked and the contracts are signed, still delivered. So I'm not exactly sure how they'll work that out and what they'll do. Um, I don't know. We have a lot left to unfold here in this situation, but this is just the next topic of discussion when it comes to this whole big ever evolving college football change that is definitely not over. Um, so I'm sure there'll be more to come on that. We also have week zero this week, uh, college football. Some of the first games are this Saturday, my birthday, if you didn't know, um, pretty much starting at like noon central standard time. And then, um, all night long, all day long. Uh, we've got five games, Nebraska at Illinois, Yukon at Fresno state, Hawaii at UCLA, UTEP at New Mexico state and Southern Utah at San Jose state. Nothing too like, you know, right. Oh my God. But I think there could be some fun games to watch there. Uh, yeah, for sure. I was like, actually I might catch some of those just because I'll be with football people this week. Yeah, that's true. I bet you do have a few that you can watch. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just exciting. Cause that just means it's here. I like know. things are starting and I'm very so, happy. It's crazy. Cause I remember whatever episode that was, where we're like a hundred days till football. Season. I know I'm like cool. Five seconds and we're here, which always happens, but it's true. It's true with everything. Like in my mind, it's still like January. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. I'm like, still stuck in COVID lockdown last yeah. year. That's how I feel right now. It's like, uh, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. And moving on to preseason NFL, we've got, I feel like there's always so much to discuss with this. Like you could go on forever. And that's kind of what happens in regular season too, right? We'll have to figure out how to navigate that this year. Cause last year, you know, we started in late October and it was relatively new and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing oh, and not that we do now, but we've gotten, we've garnered a little bit of knowledge since then. So we'll have to see how we want to change up our format a little bit, but until then preseason, I mean, I feel like the quarterback updates are always a thing here, right? Yeah. Um, so many QB races right now, quarterback conversations, um, I'm trying to think of the big one. So like uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, that's a big conversation out of New Orleans. And although I, I feel like I always felt like Jameis was the better quarterback. It kind of went back and forth. And even last season, this was a topic. Um, I think they were just about ready to, you know, stamp the sign still delivered on Taysom Hill. And then Jameis comes out this past week and played unbelievable. Like he looked great looked comfortable looked confident um little fun fact he had LASIK this past off season and apparently like that was a thing last season he you know speaking of like the whole contact situation from hard knocks sounds like Jameis was experiencing something very similar and everyone's like kind of joking but maybe not joking that he could actually see now and that's That's attributing to his success um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I feel like in, in my mind, if I'm making that decision, I'm going with, with, with Jameis here. I mean, yeah, I don't, I won't be long winded here. I just, I love what Taysom Hill does and I'm not going to pretend like I know the ins and outs of the saints. Cause I don't, <laughs> but I know, I feel like if it were my team, I would want them to go with like a traditional quarterback if they're good enough. Right. Which I think Jameis Winston can do it. Um, I've, I've gone back and forth on him throughout the years, but I, I would want more of a traditional quarterback there to, to be able to have Taysom Hill to do what he fucking does. Yeah. Cause if you have to, if he has his quarterback, then he has to not be tight end or whatever the fuck he does. Right. No. So 
anyway. It's just a further um, argument for why Winston should, yeah, should sure. be QB, I think. Uh, totally. But I totally agree. Yeah. Um, another big headline was the Bills and the Bears played each other and Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> he got a chance to really send a big F you to Matt Nagy. Because <laughs> he played oh, pretty fucking well. And again, this is like, I feel like it goes without saying, but it's like, I, it's preseason. So I really don't want to like get on this thing. But like, I mean, Mitch did very well in this game um, this past weekend. And it was kind of funny um, just considering where the Bills are. I'm sorry, where the Bears are at right now with their decisions yeah. between, you know, Justin Fields and, Andy Dalton. And it's just so crazy to look back and think like, you know, here they are with this guy, Justin Fields, who I, you know, still think is great. And I really don't hate the idea of him starting, but it's like, they paid like what, 10 million, $11 million for Andy Dalton, where it's like, wild. I, I, yeah. It's like, what are they going to do with him? Yeah, And I feel like they're good. They keep saying they're going to start him because they made that promise to him. And I'm like, is that really the only reason that they're going to start him? Because like, that's ridiculous. If so, I feel like it's just like Ryan Pace and like Matt Nagy's way of being like, we have to like do this because we said we were going to do it. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people saying things like, oh, well, we don't, we don't, we don't want Justin Fields to start because they don't want him to like get hurt. Like, Oh, we'll send Dalton out there the first game and get <laughs> some of that out of the way. And I'm like, well, that's not the right way to go about it. Like, no, he's going to have to face very large fucking yeah. linemen, like, and people, no matter what team he plays. So like, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought I, I, I gotta like, you know, we had our whole like Mitch versus uh, uh, oh. Nick Foles thing last year. And, um, that was a tough thing, I think for whoever was making that decision, but I did think it was funny that Mitch went out there and like played really well. So I don't know if that is a result of better coaching, a result of like better, like having an experienced quarterback, like Josh Allen above you, helping you. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a mixture of a lot of things. I'm sure right? it like, is. Yeah. I, I feel like everything you went through with the bears, it's like enough is enough at some point. So like that was to me like a tumult, tumultuous relationship by the end. Yeah. So it's like, just get the fuck out of there. Like that's a complete stress off your shoulders, in my opinion, to move on and just mm-hmm. be done with the back and forth. Um, Cause I don't think he was a fit there. Like they, I don't think he was good there ever. Yeah. So. I mean, we're not going to get into again. Exactly. um, There's no point in talking about it in that depth right now because it's done. He doesn't play there anymore. So, but it was just kind of a funny thing that we talked about throughout the season. And it was interesting to kind of see this happen, you know, in this manner. So we'll see. But, um, seems like I was going to say something else about that. Now I forgot. Well, you can circle back. Yeah, I don't remember. It was probably something stupid and not important. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, who else? What else? There's a weird, like, Cam. So we have Cam Newton, Mac Jones. That's another QB mm-hmm. race happening right now, which I like Mac Jones. I, I really, I feel like when it comes to, like, Mac Jones, I, I feel like he's going to do a lot better than people thought. And it was Zach Wilson. I feel like I'm kind of a Zach Wilson hater for some reason. Like, I just don't think he's going to do very well in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope I get proven wrong. It's just my feelings. But Mac Jones has, he did very well this past weekend also. And there's this weird COVID situation happening Mm -hmm. with Cam Newton. And I'm very confused on what happened, but basically something with him getting a test and then going somewhere and it was against protocol. And because he did that, he's like now banned from the facilities for five days or something. Yeah. So I didn't read a whole lot about it either. Um, but I, what I think the confusing part is, is the appointment he went to was approved. Yes. But, and I don't know what a kind of appointment it was, but it was approved. So he went, but there's some sort of protocol that for unvaccinated players, if you leave the facility, you have to have a five day 
like not just a negative test. You have to be done for like five or away from the facilities for five days. Right. Or something. So I'm like, which I get because that's the window of like symptoms and stuff like that. But I was like, well, then why'd you approve it? Exactly. So this is, so this is what's happening is there is now a conspiracy theory. Oh, they're trying that, to get rid of Cam. That they, not that they want to get rid of him, but that this is their excuse to like not start him and start Mac Jones or give, you know, like, like I'm, I am not a, I'm actually a Bill Belichick hater, but I'm here to tell you that motherfucker doesn't even have time for sleeves. He definitely doesn't have time <laughs> for conspiracy bullshit. I listen, I don't, and I, I love a conspiracy theory. The Yeah. I, I don't know that I buy into the conspiracy theory mainly because I think Bill Belichick has enough balls to be like, you're not fucking playing Mac Jones yeah. is, I don't know, but it is interesting that of all people that we are talking about here and it's new England, you're telling me that new England lets something this, mm-hmm. this easy fly under the radar of like, how do we miss that? Like, are there not like people who are responsible for making sure these protocols yeah. are followed? It seems like it was almost so like how they're setting up for failure. Yeah, exactly. It was like, and it's not, cam's fault necessarily but it's like whose fucking fault was it and it almost seems like i put new england on a level of like shocking you should know this yeah Yeah. like shocking that your organization let something that easily fall yeah fall to the wayside i don't know continue to go into that conspiracy um road it is kind of interesting that because typically and granted, not apples to apples, because anytime like last year he was interviewed after games, they're like, or before games, like, is Cam going to be your starter or, you know, whatever. That's always the question. He always was like, Cam's the man. He's my man. Like right. he'll be starting blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They asked him this question after this whole debacle happened. And he went off on this whole like paragraph on, you know, he's basically, yeah, he's the guy for now, but uh, you know, I'm always, I've always said, I'm going to do what's best for the team. And if it's this, I'm going to do what's best for the team. I'm going to do what is when, and if it's putting 10, you know, defensive ends on the field, then that's what we do. Or, you know, whatever he was like making up stuff. So yeah, he did kind of skirt around that. Um, yeah. Cam's the man granted it's preseason. That's not apples to apples, but if we're going to conspiracy, that is interesting. Fuels it a little more. And I, I, I do think I read probably what you're talking about. And like, he, I think was even quoted to say like, this is a great opportunity for Mac Jones to win the spot or something. So it's like, Holy shit. Like after all this time when it's cams, the man, yeah, here we are. So kind of does feel the conspiracy a little bit more. I honestly, I just, I don't really care. Like I said, I don't, I, I don't know that cam is ready to be given up on yet. I think last year was tough. Like he had, some amazing games last year and then it just fell apart. And I think it was after he got COVID if I'm remembering correctly, don't fucking quote me because apparently I can't remember shit from last year, but, um, Oh, that's what the other thing was. I was going to (laughs) say when we were talking about the bears, it's, I mean, just to get a little like insider podcasting here, it's so funny when you podcast because you're just talking and you'll go back and listen like I do, especially because I have like edit, but even just listening to the episode, it's like, I'll go back and listen to it. And I'm like, you say things sometimes and you say them so like, mm-hmm. like just regularly. And you're like, that is not what I was supposed to say there. Like, yeah, no. I mean, and you're That's like, why I can't listen. Like I could have gotten on a fucking stand and put my mm-hmm. hand over a Bible and been like, I never said that, but oh, I did, but not a big deal. But I think I can't remember what it was. Now I said something about the bears offensive line being good, which is not true. Yeah. Um, and it was like, that was not really it, but anyway, that doesn't matter. Sorry. Sidetrack. I just, it just came to me what else I was going to say about the bears. <laughs> just another fuck up of mine that I wanted to make sure yes, I own my life. Yeah. Uh, God, if we have to start owning everything, we'll never get We're going to have to do it. A third episode a week, just yeah. talking about everything we fucked, fucked up, up this week. Here it is. Um, but uh, the Bears did draft a guy out of Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins, 
who I was actually thinking was going to be like super amazing for their offensive line, which is probably a little bit of where I was coming from too. But turns out he like has back problems and is having back surgery and that's never good for a fucking 20 year old. So that's not looking great. Yikes. But anyway, to move on officially from the bears, um, I don't know. I don't know that cam is totally done, but I do think I do like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will be, will be good. I don't know that it'll be this year, but that's a tight race going on right now for sure. In the quarterback situation, um, we also have Trey Lance, Jimmy G and then, um, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Yeah. I'm interested in all of those actually, because I think they are all pretty tight. I mean, a lot of them are just brand new, right? Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see. And then you have the Broncos who are just like (laughs) a shit show, I feel like, but either way, I feel like they're all really good, like interesting, which is why they're the top, right? Cause it's the Patriots, it's the saints with their whole, you know, Drew Brees is gone now. So what do you do? The Broncos who haven't had a quarterback since fucking Peyton Manning and like, the 49ers even who seem kind of like a shit show in that era. I think the they're, I think the 49ers are going to be sneaky good this year. Like I, re- I really do. I think if everyone's I healthy. Think, exactly. I think people forget that. I think people forget like, hello, they were not in, they weren't, it wasn't that long ago that they were in the motherfucking Super Bowl. And last year they were ridden with injuries. If they're healthy, they are going to be sneaky fucking good this year. I also think the same thing about the saints and here's why. Although I think they have a crazy quarterback situation going on and they've got to yeah. figure that out and they need to make a decision and they need to make it now so they can start getting their shit together. But yeah. I think Drew Brees in all honestly, all honestly, all honesty was <laughs> holding them back. Like well, he, almost, he, yeah, yeah. he was riddled with injury too. And he just wasn't up to snuff anymore. And he was trying to like, you know, I think make that one final season happen. And as hard as it is for saints people to like, you know, agree with that. I think he was just done, but he was, he's been done for a long time. And I just think that I think the saints could be sneaky good now that they're done with breeze. Yeah. And not even in a bad way. Right. Because Drew Brees had a lot of good things for them, but I, I feel similarly about Tony Romo, honestly, like he just got so beat the fuck up that kind of his last year was like, man, what are we doing? And I'm a huge Tony Romo fan before he was a fucking, yeah, like, it just, it, he couldn't, now. It, yeah. But I just like, he was also riddled with injuries and it's like, why like a better thing would be like Jason Garrett. Why the fuck do we keep on to him for so long? That's something <laughs> I'll never understand. Love him as a person. Cool. Great guy. Co- completely confused why he was here for eight seasons. Yeah. But I mean, a little bit with the Tony Romo thing for me, because I'm like, he never really I think at the end, I mean, I think he just, I think it, we just got so close and we just, you know, it all kind of, you know, there was like, so there's like what those two or three, like very specific moments with Tony that like yeah. changed his entire totally. you know, totally. outlook. And we just never could, we could never finish the job, I think. And then yeah. it kind of fell apart and he was never a hundred percent again. Yeah. You know? So yeah, look at I, look at I, that I, I get where I get where you're like correlating the two. Yeah. But look at me just turning that into a Dallas Cowboy conversation. So yeah, exactly. On. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. We'll see uh, this. This is going to be an interesting year because just because last year was what it was. So, yeah. And I think we still will have some, you know, really, we have some factors that could throw fucking wrenches at everybody, right? Like COVID being the first one and we've got an extra game this year. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that are all sway. They could sway things that, you know, we normally didn't have before. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just so excited. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Um, I know I really am too. Um, real quick before we move on from preseason, there was another fight, notable fight that happened at the Steelers game. This um, shit is wild. It was, it was just, I just want to mention it because it was definitely the exact scene out of a movie where your girl goes and talks a bunch of mad fucking mm. shit, even puts her hands on somebody else, which I will not agree with. That is not okay. And that is fucked hands up. Then straight slapped hard. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't just even one slap. It was like 
I'm pushing you away from me and doing all this shit. Yeah. And now I'm going to haul back and slap the shit out of you. Yes. yes. It was so fucked up. But then her to like rile this guy up, talk all this mad shit and then be like, oh. my boyfriend's going to pummel your ass. And then her boyfriend gets knocked the fuck out yeah. or husband or date. I don't know what he was. I don't know that we ever got the like final rundown of who or what was who, but. Well, um, and yeah, sorry. I just got a work text. I'm like, it's 8 PM. Yeah. Um, but so sorry if I'm repeating something you literally just said out of your mouth. Um, Good. so obviously the guy that like fought back and punched her was a Steelers fan. Cause he's wearing yellow or I assume that was that girl and her dude like lions fans or were they also Steeler fans? Cause they were just wearing like plain white shirts from the back. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't catch. Yeah. Maybe nay he on had that. a blue shirt on. I don't know, but I was just I like, remember now that you're right. I, I didn't pay any attention to the, the team that they well, were. I was, for. Because I was I'm just like, concerned as to like why this is like 10, why this is how to lose a guy in 10 days when they go to see how, when Harry met Sally. Like, yeah, for sure. I, Oh no, it was sleepless in Seattle. My bad. Oh, well, either way, I just don't get the, I only paid attention to it. Cause I was like, wait, that was the craziest fight I've seen. Like what's going on here. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck are they like on the same team? Because <laughs> what a shit show. I mean, it's possible. I don't know how many like lions fans fucking travel for preseason, but it's possible. I mean, they're rivals, right? They're not that far from each other, right? Detroit to Pittsburgh, probably like a few hours. I feel like everything up there is like a a train ride. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's probably like an awful drive through nothing. But yeah, I I bet I would think like from Detroit to Pittsburgh would be like four hours. I I have no depth of if that's true. That's me being Southern in, in Texas and Texas, you could start in one end and drive for 12 hours and still be in Texas. So like, I have no perception of, of that in an accurate way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't have anything else on preseason. I don't know about you. Um, well, I mean, not a ton, but like that Jags running back. Yeah. Things are not looking great for the Jaguars. (laughs) No. Well, and he's on there officially on their injured reserve. So like he was a first round pick and his rookie year is now done. He's done. Done skis. So sad. That is terrible. I hate it for him. And then it's like, you know, there's all this hype about Trevor Lawrence. And although I don't think he's going to be a terrible quarterback necessarily, but you know, people also need to remember, like, it's not just the quarterback, like you have to have Mm -hmm. a full fucking, you know, slate of people to yeah. really do something. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah, sucks. fully agree. Yeah. It's just, cause it's kind of the same thing for the jets, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of expectation there and it's just not looking great. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll move on just a couple more things. Train beer. Train beer. Oh man. What a time. What a time. <laughs> We'll have to make up for all of our train beers on Friday. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll just have to sit here. One will come by every 30 fucking minutes. Um, okay. Fight this weekend. Uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Pay-per-view fight. Sounds, you know, pretty exciting. And then on Friday, I actually forgot that this was on Friday, but I think we've talked about these before. Barstool's rough and rowdy fights, which are preferably um, the kind of fights that I like to watch because it is hilarious and it is like literal just boxers off the fucking street, basically fighting in like board shorts and full Mm -hmm. denim. Um, It's hilarious. Um, So if you're into fighting, I would certainly suggest purchasing Barstool's rough and rowdy on Friday night. And then on Saturday, the Jake Paul pay-per-view, which Big Cat and uh, Dave Portnoy are like doing some form of commentating on the Jake Paul fight as well. Oh, cool. um, I like that. I think they're just panning to them like a, like a few times throughout the fight for their like thoughts, like after each round or, or after each something. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be. I'm not 
I'm not sure I'm going to pay $60 for that, but I do the rough and rowdies are hilarious. If I, um, yeah, if I get bored and want to watch that, but we'll be watching, got to kick it up and field of dreams. It sounds like, so yeah, we're busy. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe that'll be third slated. So we'll just, yeah. we'll watch rough and rowdy and do our own commentating. I don't know. Okay, cool. I'm we'll in. see. Um, gambling talk. I don't really have a whole lot other than like, it's so funny. Oh, I guess I don't know that. I think last week I was finishing up that little tournament thing. I won. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the fuck I won, especially <laughs> considering I'm making baseball picks because like, I just can't make baseball really happen. I like, well, obviously didn't. you did for that tourney. I guess it just like, like time-wise worked out and I did okay then, but like I've made some picks this week that have gone horribly. So I'm just ready for football and I need football to be here. Mm-hmm. So sorry to anyone who's following those baseball picks fade my ass, but I warned you that already. Um, <laughs> oh, there was a, I forgot. There was a um, sports illustrated article that came out about Dak. He got the cover. Um, I, we could talk about that on another episode. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Go read the Sports Illustrated DAC cover and we'll uh, get back to y'all on that. Yeah. That's all I have. Anything else? No. I'm brain dead. I know. It sucks. Like we've been recording both of our episodes tonight. So forgive us. Which is actually, um, I think, a congratulatory moment for the two of us because like our first episode, we would record one episode for three hours and we just got two in in two hours. Yes. We're doing very, we have come a long, we have come a long way. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about, but also worried about for NFL because I don't know how we're going to squeeze it all in, in an hour, but we're going to figure it out. We are, we are, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to pick and choose. We're going to do it. Or it's going to be, it's going to have to be like you pick three games and I pick three games and those are what we talk about or something. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. We're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. We have a lot coming up with football. So get fucking ready. That's going to do it for this week on women can't parlay. Please go follow us, subscribe, rate us five stars, Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok at women can't parlay. God knows what'll come out of there this weekend. Shit. Hopefully nothing. Just hopefully nothing. God. Can't be good. Whatever it is, it won't be good. It'll be something. Yeah. It'll be, if you want, if you want a reference point, go back and listen to our episode labeled two drunk girls. That'll (laughs) give you an idea of the shit that's going to go down this weekend and why we should just put all the recording devices away. I'm terrified. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, thanks to everybody who's already supporting us. We really do appreciate it. Yes. We have some diehards that continuously listen to every episode keep us, and keep us going honestly yes. i'm not gonna lie it's very much appreciated and for those of you that we don't know personally please reach out we would love to chat we'd love to know who you are what you're about and why you like listening to us and what we really? can do to yeah. keep you plugged in <laughs> yeah exactly yeah all right we gotta go i'm delirious delirious i'm starving goodbye bye Women can't, women can't, women can't, women can't parlay.